everyone. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. More importantly, this show is our Street Smart Spirituality Hour. And let me just tell you a little bit about that. We started the Street Smart Spirituality Hour when we joined bbsradio.com. We felt it was an incredible place to take an extremely powerful message out into the world. And they have been right there with us, one foot in front of the other, supporting that. I'm your host, Dr. Pat Basile. I'm the host of the Dr. Pat Show, which uh, you can pretty much listen to just about anywhere these days, whether you're listening on the Internet like you are now or whether you're sitting in your car um, in Boston, Seattle, Tampa, um, Australia pretty soon, and much more. So we'll keep you informed. Uh, if you want to find out more about the various people we get to chat with, uh, as well as hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of archives, just go to my website, www.drpatshow.com, drpatshow.com, and you're going to be hearing about a number of different things that we are going to be offering you, our loyal listeners, people that have supported the show from day one. We're very excited about that. And so, um, again, thank you so much for all of your support and all that you have done. Tonight's show is a show that I have been so waiting to have. Now, there's a, a number of conversations that one can have about change and where it begins and where we go with it. And I am honored to have Matt Kahn with me tonight to have a conversation with me about peace. And what we're going to be talking about is peace is where and what you are. And that's a conversation that um, I have uh, often contemplated with myself. And I have to tell you, having come out really on the top end of that uh, a couple times in my life, but Matt knows a lot about this. You know, he grew up in Los Angeles. He thought he was a screenwriter. And he had experiences at age eight that changed his life. And when you have an out-of-body experience at that young age, I guess you are going to get haunted until you step up and realize what exactly went on and uh, whether or not you're ready to say yes to the gift that you have. You're going to hear more about that from Matt. But today's show is looking at how we can create the gateway, how we can understand the dynamic of energy and change. And he has done this in numerous, numerous ways and has created an incredible incredible CD, which we'll talk about as well. Matt, I want to thank you for joining us today. This is such an important conversation, and more importantly, a really important uh, call to action. We don't really want to look inside, do we, for peace? Oh, well, it, it's interesting, um, and thanks for having me, by the way. Um, <clears throat> peace is a very interesting idea, and it's something that is often misinterpreted, and I think that one of the more challenging aspects when we really understand peace is that peace is, when we're really expressing and having a, a, a moment of peace, it is really the celebration of having a truly intimate relationship with reality itself. And every person and every circumstance and every situation is basically just a component or a part of the reality we're looking to have a relationship with. So anytime we find ourselves not in peace and in conflict for whatever reason, and of course there's various reasons why these things manifest and arise, but when we're not 
in peace or when we're in conflict with any aspect of reality, we're not having an intimate relationship with reality. And when we decide to have an intimate relationship with reality, there are times when things are challenging, there are times when things are beautiful, and we can only really build a meaningful relationship by learning to be able to have such an intimate, close relationship with each moment itself. Well, let's talk about some of the things, Matt, because what you just said is so significant, so important. Um, and it's such a great uh, starting point for so many people listening to the show. And I, I want to really say um, right out of the gate that we are going to have this conversation, Matt and I, but we're going to ask you to join us in the conversation. And Matt has, has such an incredible talent for helping us, for helping guide us, for helping pull out the best in us. I mean, there are uh, numerous comments on his website. If you go to themessengeronline.com, you will get a sense. Take a look at who he is. I know you all are listening online, so you've got the Internet readily available to you. Check it out, themessengeronline.com. And being part of this conversation is a way for both Matt, for me, for you, to create that aspect of change and possibility in a world that would have you think that you are at times limited and powerless. And, you know, Matt, in, in that conversation, uh, we go through life on a day-to-day basis. A lot of times, you know, we have these spiritual conversations. I don't know about you, but I know I go through this uh, in, you know, doing 20 hours of radio a week where their conversations seem so esoteric, so out of the realm of practicality, that it's hard for people to know what the heck to do, when to do it. But we're talking about uh, conflict that goes on within ourselves in just about every aspect of our being. Am I not right? No, absolutely, I think. And, and, and I will say that, you know, when I first started to have these experiences, and I was able to have, the, of course, the out-of-body experience, and when I started working with my spirit guides and the archangels, um, at 18 to 28, and I started this journey um, in very much the esoteric, where I was the guy that talked to angels. And eventually, it, it became less about me connecting with the angels and ascended masters, but beginning to embody the wisdom that they were suggesting and giving to me. And that's really why, whenever we you know, we come into contact with our with our guides or our angels, we're really saying, I am now willing to take responsibility to embody the wisdom that you bring to me. And I think that what happens when we mature spiritually, it becomes less about the esoteric, which it becomes less about labeling things and less about things being different than everything else. But basically, our connection of spirit gives us permission to be fully present and to be able to feel whatever is there and allow to have whatever is ready to heal to heal itself. And it's, and, it, and it's kind of one of those things where if we all knew what was awakening within us, we would never fear being present with any, any circumstance or any experience. And so really it is our spiritual connection that gives us permission to face and confront everything fully without having to run or hide from it. And so <clears throat> I, I support... You know, every process there is, and I'm a fan of just about all the different aspects of consciousness there is, and, and, and my only hope is that with whatever we choose to align ourselves with, it is giving us the permission to face our feelings and become fully present. And, and a lot of times, what I feel is that, you know, not, you know, not on purpose, but sometimes whether it's information we're getting or just even for information from our ego that we're listening to, it often leads us to cheating on the present moment with the mistress of the future. And that, to me, is the opposite. Well, let's stay with that thought, because I love what you said, you know, cheating on the present moment. I mean, when we cheat on something, 
it really is a, a way that we shut the door, shut the light, turn our backs, and miss out on the incredible popping of prosperity that is right there in front of us. I love that term. I love that cheating on the moment. Yes. Uh, I mean, you and I get to talk about this because I bet we both know uh, what that's like and, and, and how exactly that happens because, you know, I don't know about you, but I've, I've done it. I, I spent most of my life running from the present moment, and then I, and it wasn't like I became this noble person who decided I am now going to face it. I just got too tired, and I, and I was forced to look at it. I couldn't move, and so in life we we often are like a pinball that gets knocked around through the energy and duality of opposites. And when our personal will has been withered away to a certain level, we no longer, fortunately, have the energy to, to def- defend ourselves. And with nothing to defend. We truly awaken to the reality there's nothing to defend. There's no one really to defend. And that what I am in conflict with is an aspect of myself that I haven't made peace with. When we talk about stepping out and making peace, Matt, what do you think are the top three challenges we have as, uh, you know, human beings, uh, spiritual people in, these, uh, in this uh, human suit here? Right, I think that the, one of the uh, first misconceptions is that to create peace. Now, first of all, when we say to create peace, there's an inference that it would require effort for me to do so. And that it would, um, and, and so with effort comes a sense of control. Because if I'm efforting to, to create something, then I am going to naturally focus on what I am you know, responsible for creating. But at the same time, I'm going to push away all the other things that challenge my level of control. And so really peace is not about creating anything other than an opportunity to let go of control and to let go of effort because effort is only something that we use to propel us through reality when we haven't really mastered the art of focus. When you are focused on something, when you are giving attention to something that is meaningful and what is deeper and bigger than all of the things that you're opposing and separate from, then it doesn't have to be about effort because it really comes down to, to no effort at all. It is not I who is doing anything. It is I who is simply open to allow what is true to work through me. And so it's, I think it's about letting go of effort, letting go of control, and being able to develop the focus to be able to see what is and to allow the feelings to arise and, and to work with that from that point. And, and part of this, Matt, is understanding the the dilemma that shows up when people sense that their life doesn't have any purpose or meaning. Right. And I think what's interesting is that people are trying very hard to be someone. Mm. They're trying to become someone by having something because in a human mind, we've established that those things that are the rarest have the greatest amount of value. And if everything is the same, then that must have the lowest value because our minds would label it as ordinary. So actually the barrier to finding peace in our lives is that the ego is trying as hard as it can to make sure and fight against the dilemma of settling into an ordinary existence. And actually what the awakening or the enlightened state of mind is, is to allow an ordinary existence to become an expression and experience of something completely extraordinary. You know, Matt, you work with countless people, and, you know, we're talking about peace and finding that peace, uh, if, if the peace being who, who and what we are. Sure. And, you know, you work one-on-one, you work with folks in groups, uh, and I wanted to share with our listeners, have them get a sense 
of what your gift is and how that gift then becomes a channel for change. Sure. Well, people come with a lot of different kind of questions. In, in my mind, or the way I translate things, is that whatever the question or the challenge is, is nothing more than an, you know, an opening for a, for a deeper awakening. People have come wanting to make more money in their business. They, they're at a crossroads of their relationship. They're wanting to manifest their soulmate. They're wanting their business to transition. They're, they're wanting to develop their intuitive skills. They're wanting to have a deeper connection with the universe. They somehow can't seem to get out of their heads and into their heart. Whatever the reason is or whatever has challenged them is nothing more than an opening to awaken and so when people come to do work um, I use my intuitive abilities of seeing feeling and hearing to be able to bring forth the wisdom from the universe you know from the higher self of each person that I'm working with from the collective higher self because we're all truly one to be able to provide to them the words that of course make sense to their mind and then the words, of course, distract the conscious mind while the energy in the words is being delivered and absorbed through the subconscious mind. And so it creates an altered state for, you know, and it creates a space where healing can take place. Oftentimes people will come, they'll sit down, and I'll deliver what I'm there to deliver or I'll answer questions. And in that space, physical ailments, you know, psychological um, patterns, um, physical manifestations of all kind will lift and go away because people are welcoming themselves into a deep state of presence. And in a deep state of presence, they come to the full body realization that there truly is no problem. And when you come to that place of realizing that there is no problem, you actually give all of the manifestations permission to go. And so it is a space where people can heal on a multitude of levels, you know, from the mind to the body and even to the spirit because every single thing that challenges us is just an aspect of us being in a world that we believe we're separate from. And so the work that we do is to heal that, to resolve that so that people can live within time and space, no longer separate from the world that is being expressed from them. Well, uh, you know, Matt, I want to mention to everyone listening to the show that my very special guest tonight is Matt Kahn. And as I said before, um, he, he is someone that has made the conscious decision, has created choice in his life to take his gift out in the world to help other people, to other people be as we were meant to be, nothing short of magnificent. And if you go to his website, there's some very interesting information. There are articles, uh, and the website's themessengeronline.com. But there's a quote on there under what it says, Matt at a glance. And the quote is, I am as you are. We are one. When we explore that, Matt, how do we explain, if there is an explanation, the different levels of conflict, not just on an individual level, but on the collective level. Well, I think that when we understand that even in our human bodies, you know, the fabric that sews our skin together that forms these bodies is the collective DNA or experiences of our forefathers and ancestors. And these are um, ancestors and generations of people that have existed depending on their instincts of fight or flight and the way that we are developing our intuition. And so for the first time in human consciousness, that it's not just one special person in one paradigm that would awaken and that, of course, people would then gather around and honor and pray to and build temples in the name of this person, that this person is somehow special and, you know, more advanced than all of us. We're really seeing those people that did that throughout time as being like the sneak preview or the foreshadowing of what really is opening up for all of us. And so collectively and individually, we are given the chance for the first time to live in a space 
where we go against the grain of our instincts, where there is no reason to fight or flight because I would be fighting with myself or I'd be flying or I'd be running away from myself, so to speak. So we're in a place in history where people are getting the chance to awaken to a, a renewed sense of freedom, to realize there's nothing to fear, there's nothing to run away from, and that every single thing that happens outside of you is just a symbol of what conflict is trying to resolve itself within you, and that we're learning that we are in a paradigm of change and we're in a time in history where there's nothing to fear, truly, because what we would then wait to come and rescue us is what is awakening within all of us. And so I think the conflict is, is just these patterns that keep a lot of us on autopilot. I mean, you can actually think of it as the more consistent or compulsive one tends to think, the faster they accelerate themselves through time. And so if you think about, you know, times in our lives when we've had a lot of thoughts that are just circular and they're ongoing, the more those happen and the faster those thoughts go and the more they kind of exist in your mind and distract you, the faster you're running through every moment. And what this is, is it's trying to slow us down, slow us down to be present to every moment. That if we truly are to celebrate freedom and to truly celebrate courage and that everything is one, and there's no reason to rush through anything, and we can take our time to really observe the beauty that hides in the form of everything. Well, Matt, I mean, this this is truly uh, more than a conversation. It really is an invitation. Sure. And I want to uh, invite those of you listening to the show that would like to connect directly with Matt. If you're at that place where there is struggle, there is conflict in your life, I mean, this show, as every show is here on the Dr. Pat Show, this is an opportunity to connect with the listeners. I've said this time and time again. The reason I do this show is to open the doors for all of you out there that have taken the time to plug in to the Dr. Pat Show. I want to give you the opportunity by giving you the call-in number, uh, which is toll-free, 877-876-5227, 877-876-5227. Five two two seven, and we'll be taking your calls throughout the remainder of the show. And this is um, uh, the purpose of opening up the phone lines right now is because one of the things that Matt Kahn is uh, absolutely without question dedicated to is to helping countless people, people that show up on his doorstep, people that show up at his events, people that call him, that uh, have taken and bought copies of um, his amazing work, his CDs. He has taken the time to say that uh, this is something that my life is about and I am here to help you. I mean, Matt, you know, you have gone through the experience of your life to show up right now in this very moment as a, you know, a guiding light for a lot of people, but not a guiding light that looks on the outside, really a guiding light that helps people dig underneath the surface, the cellular level, move into the spiritual level, and connect with the truth of who they are. Oh, absolutely, and I think that really the work is designed to, get, to allow people to embody, you know, to awaken what they've been chasing, to realize that what they've been chasing is, is really w what they have been all along. And, and I think that really what the work is designed to do I mean, I've met people and helped people in a lot of ways, and I've had, you know, a lot of great experiences with many people, profound experiences. And my celebration of the work isn't necessarily of how, you know, how they see the session or the experience, 
but it's to really honor themselves that I am just a manifestation of what people are ready for. When people are ready to do the deep work of facing their feelings and, and emptying out of the subconscious mind what no longer serves, you know, their reality so that what is awakening can fully blossom through them so we can be open spaces to allow the energy of oneness to pour through us into this reality, then that's what really is, is, is what makes this work so worthwhile is that I get to spend my life celebrating the oneness in everyone as it blossoms through them, you know, and I see everyone truly as a, as a distinctly different and beautiful flower that blossoms in the garden of humanity. And we all truly deserve to live in a world where every day we're living in the beautiful garden of humanity and each of us are contributing to make this garden as beautiful as it is. And so it's just a wonderful and beautiful invitation to allow your life to no longer be a struggle, but to join in on the celebration and to find out what is and to realize that whatever has been troubling you Maybe that's just the realization that it just doesn't work anymore. And if it doesn't work anymore, we let go of what doesn't work, we find out what does work, and we join in the celebration. You know, part of the conversation is to find a place to go for renewal, to really look at some of the energy charges that are hitting us that don't necessarily serve us. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Uh, I know you're going to be taking off on a fabulous, fabulous trip and the question that I have is, you know, in this place of searching for peace, how important is the renewal process? How important is the process um, that you take to remove yourself and renew, so to speak? Well, in the beginning, there was a lot of time where I spent where I would find myself living, you know, in my reality. And as soon as I would find myself feeling as if I needed to recharge my batteries, and that was just my way of taking a little pit stop and I would only use meditation as a temporary technique to go into the pit stop, realign myself with, you know, true divine nature or when I meditate, to me I describe it as allowing the universe to remind me what this moment feels like to it and really renewing myself. But after a while, we, we, we truly realize that the life purpose of being here as human beings is to allow the feeling of what you feel when you're truly relaxed, to allow the feeling and sensation you feel when you're in a deep meditation or when you're feeling the most amount of joy in your body, to allow those feelings to be what remain ever-present as you live through your life of doing. And so I think that the celebration of the renewal process that you know, has come to be in my life is being able to be active in my reality. And to me, the reality I live in is truly a miracle because it seems like things around me are happening. Yet inside of me, I have the absolute experience as if nothing's happening at all. So life itself is now a miracle because everything seems to happen. Things seem to take place. Things seem to progress. And yet to me, nothing's happening at all. And so for me, the renewal process is being able to allow it to be one and the same, that my doing and what it feels like to do are in complete harmony. And the only way that I was able to find that is... You know, not just to interrupt the chaos of my life with moments of renewal, but if I could slow down the pace of my life, if I could slow down the pace of my life and just become present to not looking at a moment as some sort of transitional moment, like driving in my car wasn't as important as where I was getting, that every single scene of my life was equally as important and that in every moment there were little Easter eggs hidden for me by the universe and I would find these hidden gems in every moment just by asking myself the simple question, what's beautiful here? 
And in every moment, I was no longer driving my car. I was now just asking myself, what's beautiful here? And whatever my eyes were attracted to, I would just find something beautiful in that. And it no longer became about getting to the end result. It was about just enjoying that moment, finding what's beautiful. And there became a blossoming sense of beauty and grace within me that actually I realized was what was doing it all. And so I just allow that to do everything. I go along for the ride. And in every moment, no matter where I find myself, I know I'm truly there just to find something different to love. Wow. I'm telling you, that was, Matt, that's incredible. I believe we have one of the listeners uh, joining us in the conversation. I want to check in with whoever it is. Who's joining us tonight? Hi, my name's Rebecca. Hi, Rebecca. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. I've just been intently listening. That was really great what Matt just said. Thank you. Um, so I'm calling in. Um, I missed the beginning of the show, so I'm not too sure what the process is. Do I ask a question or, or how does this go? Okay, so I guess just on, you were just talking about finding balance and um, seeing the awe in the simplest things. Right. What I found for me is is that I'm still struggling with the living in one um, like one dimension and then the other dimension and trying to just balance in between the two because we still have to function if it's 3D level somewhat. Oh, absolutely. And I think that part of what creates that problem is the distinction that only our mind makes. And, and what's interesting, and this is part of you know what, what I've experienced, is that the way my mind and the way our minds really function in terms of the distinction it draws between realities is it, is it says, I am in this level of reality when I feel this feeling and sensation in my body. And mm-hmm. I know I'm functioning in this other dimension when I feel this in my body. And so what that does is it creates this contrast so, so that whenever you are feeling, let's say, a positive state, mm-hmm. that becomes where you seek refuge to and that's become, that becomes where you have defined your safety. And then when you're in some other reality where there isn't that feeling, then we have the contrasting feeling of, of feeling, let's say, unsafe. What we want to be able to do is erase the line of distinction that's, that, that really deciphers one for the other, that really whenever you feel like I'm either in this dimension or that dimension, it's actually only the mind that's deciding or creating that distinction. That is just a level of concept that truly... What is alive in you, beyond your mind, beyond the labels, and beyond any of the ideas that you've created or read or understood, is that there is something alive and awake in you. There is something beyond all concepts, like a Buddha statue, that is alive in you that only says yes to every moment. Even when moments feel stressful, there is a part of you that says, yes, I am willing to embrace this moment just to see what it feels like. And so what we have to ask ourselves is where is that part of us that is saying yes to every experience? And if we can just allow every experience to be one that says whatever I'm facing, whatever I'm facing external to myself, whatever seems to be outside of me, is only a manifestation of what is unraveling and resolving itself within me. So if you find yourself in conflict outside of yourself, we can just take deep breaths and know it is my willingness to say yes to this conflict just to get through it peacefully by not trying to change it at all that allows the inner conflict to unravel within you. So uh-huh. I, does, that, does that kind of make sense? Yeah, it does. In fact, what I hear you saying is that it comes from the deep breathing part, right? I mean, that's the actual physical that we can do. Well, yeah, because what happens is, is it, what if you were to imagine that every time you feel a sensation of stress, that that's like your spiritual alarm clock reminding you it's time for you to take some nice deep breaths and remember the peace that you are. 
and that you wouldn't have to try to train yourself to breathe like that all the time. You would just know that whenever the sensation of stress hit your body, that it's not really stress. Stress is just what we refer to as the spiritual alarm clock that reminds us it's time for us to breathe right now. And so if we were to do that, stress wouldn't be labeled as a negative thing or even a barrier that prevents us from one thing because a lot of times we look at stress or conflict as this is what keeps me from being in a higher vibration. But there's no vibration to really lose or to ascend to because the timeless is constant and it's only the mind that through concepts defines what it thinks it is. And we have to be able to just settle into a reality that says stress and negativity is a spiritual alarm clock that reminds me to take some deep breaths so that I can be as peaceful with this moment by doing nothing to control it and allow whatever is unraveling within me to leave through the opening of my heart. And as I allow that to happen, I will have conquered this moment. I'll have integrated its wisdom, and I'll find myself you know, discovering mm-hmm. a deeper level of wisdom and, and peace than ever before. That's actually one of the most beautiful parts of conflict, is that the only thing that will get you through a moment that pushes you outside of your comfort zone is a level of peace that you never knew was there before. And so we're always in moments, getting to those moments, realizing how much more peace is within us, and it's, and it's endless. And so there's never a limit to it. Could you repeat that again, please? Yeah, that every moment of conflict is really giving us an opportunity to be thrown out of our comfort zones so that the only thing that can get us through the moment is a level of peace that we never knew was within us. And so, okay. you know, it's basically getting comfortable with the not knowing and mm-hmm. making friends with uncertainty that mm-hmm. things are uncertain, I don't know what's going to happen, so all I can do is get through the moment peacefully, which means not controlling anything, just breathing deeply and peacefully and allowing whatever is alive within me to guide me forward. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. That's really great. That gives me something I can wrap around my mind to do when that stress trigger or whatever goes off. So. And, and, you know, another part of it, and I appreciate you saying that, another part of this, too, is that one of the fundamental aspects of this is acceptance, is that some people will think of acceptance in the form of positive thinking that, you know, oh, I have to, I have to find the positive in this, but peace is not positive or negative. It's being real with yourself and saying, I may not like how this feels. I may not like how this person is treating me. I may not like this circumstance. But I know that whatever is in control of this situation truly is only bringing me into this moment so that I can grow and evolve outside of my comfort zone. And so I think what the bigger realization is, is to know that something bigger than all of us is happening right now without the mind being motivated to reach for knowing what it is because as soon as you reach for what it is you've just found another concept it's not needing to reach for what it is yet knowing there is something bigger than what i'm seeing in this moment and mm-hmm. that's what makes it okay mm-hmm. oh that's great thank you so much my pleasure it's a it's, pleasure to meet you yeah it's just exactly what did i i needed to hear right now so you know it's interesting how that always works out huh? well i'm only <laughs> manifested to tell you what you need to hear it's absolutely <laughs> perfect so thanks for making it so easy Thanks so much, Rebecca. Thank Thanks for tuning in. Uh, bye-bye. Bye-bye. I want to, uh, wow, what, you know, what a great conversation. That's what I love about this show is it really is a conversation between, uh, you know, a number of people on this planet really looking for the answers and calling on each other for help. I mean, this is really what makes this such a glorious conversation and, and a, a wonder for me in doing the radio show, Matt. I mean, it's it's really about being willing to step forward and say, 
you know, there's something I can learn here. Absolutely, and I really appreciate you being the one that's created this space for all of this to transpire. So I think it's really a celebration of, of the intentions you put into creating this. Well, thank you so much. I want to make sure, Matt, that everyone has your website um, and know they know how to connect with you and know how to find out more about you, and you've got some CDs for sale. So let's give that information out. Sure. Uh, the website is uh, themessengeronline.com. And on this website, um, you know, we offer our first CD, which is the Awakening the Earth Angel CD. And, and we, had, um, we had an event that people came and asked questions, questions that they wanted to ask of the universe. And as the, as the answers came through in, in much of the same way that it spontaneously arises on the show, we, you know, we recorded the whole evening. And throughout the evening, there were some very powerful energies of presence coming into the room uh, to, to help you know, people heal from all the things that they wanted to release. And when we went back and listened to the recording, we were astonished to, to feel that or even realize that the energy that was in the room during that evening was captured in the you know, frequency of the recording. And so at that moment, we, Julie and I, both my, my partner Julie and I, decided let's make the CD available to everyone so whether in between sessions or even just people wherever they are in the world can always be in this energy because it is, it is getting to know this energy as an extension and an expression of what we truly are that allows us to transform and, and really, you know, no longer get lost in the realm of self because true divine nature or enlightenment or whatever you, the word that people want to use, it's not something that belongs to special people. It's actually a state of consciousness that when you find yourself in your mind, you find yourself having a problem, that's just the realm of self. And when you find yourself only finding something to love in everything and you only find yourself meeting yourself and other people and you find that love and peace is what you are and that's what everything is, that just happens to be what can be seen and realized in that enlightened state of mind. And so this product was created as a supplement and a tool to help people to immerse themselves in that frequency because there's no other way to know ourselves as that than to stay in a constant connection with that. And that's, and that's also become a, way, uh, have become a way for a lot of people that we work with to reconnect and to have a moment of peace in their lives in much of the same way that breathing for me became that, you know, space of peace for me. Mm-hmm. You know, let's talk a little bit about awakening because Rebecca, I think, asked a fabulous question. Um, and, I, I, and for a number of people that may or may not be listening to this show on a regular basis, but, you know, in, in my everyday life, Matt, I want to tell you, I, I had a conversation with my best friend. And we were chatting about, you know, life, about purpose, about changes, about making decisions. And I said to her, I made a statement like, you know, I had a real awakening. Sure. And, and when I made that statement, uh, I don't know that it was perfectly clear about what I was really saying. And I think it's worth having a moment, a conversation, about the different levels of awakening that can happen to people. Because I think for, for a lot of us that have gotten into this, you know, this conversation that, you know, we've heard that awakening uh, is really for just those people that go off and spend time in a monastery or do this or do that. But this is a really different conversation. Whether you are sitting here watching the show are listening to the show from your living room, or you're sitting at work, working a night job, uh, listening to the show. This is a conversation that is about every single one of us, isn't it, Matt? Oh, absolutely. And, and what's interesting is any time in our lives, most of us will call 
an awakening or an epiphany or a realization. Anytime we have that moment where we are somehow caught off guard and inspired by a level of clarity, and of course the level of clarity is just words describing in concept the feeling that is arising in the body simultaneously. People will say, oh, I had this sense of peace come over me, and then I realized I'm okay in my life. You know, the words are there just to make sense in whatever way fits the meaning of the person. But, but really what that is is those realizations and awakenings that sometimes happen from time to time, that's, that's consciousness tapping into the infinite state of mind of the enlightened state. And so when we have a realization, oh, I have somehow opened up to something greater than what my mind remembers it feels like to be me, that I have somehow elevated to the enlightened state of mind, and in that state of mind it is a nonstop array of epiphany and realization. And then what happens is the ego takes that information and, and drops the energy back down to the realm of self, and, and those that truly awaken are people that have those realizations and just never really return home to that lower vibration of self. That really the awakening on a deeper level is realizing that the mind or the ego, and I kind of will often call it the same thing, the ego is taking all of our experiences through life and what it felt like to be us as the character in the story and holding all of it straight and taking all these random experiences it's like if you were to give the ego, like it's, like it's a writer, um, all these experiences you had in your life, and it took all these random experiences and had to make a story out of it. The ego is what keeps the story fully straight. It's what helps you enter into every moment, remembering who you've been since the beginning of your awareness. Enlightenment is actually the realization that life is just a series of ongoing experiences, and one moment does not really have to have anything to do with the other one. And I'm in this moment having an experience, and if it feels a certain way, then that's information for me of where I'm coming from. And if I wish to come from a place where I'm gifting myself with peace, that I can do some deep breathing and return to the enlightened state of mind. And if I find myself having ongoing conflict, then maybe that's just showing me evidence that, I, that, that I'm not aware that I'm in the realm of self. And it gives us just a level of, of awareness. And, you know, when we, when we awaken, we just break out of this trance, so to speak, of having to keep the story straight of having to imagine that we're the characters in these stories and of course whenever we do that the only thing that can help us find peace is if something outside of us comes to rescue us or if something outside of us changes in a way to make life seem different and and the beautiful part of awakening is that your life physically does not have to change you can actually awaken to a level of reality where you're seeing it totally different and you could have a totally different experience right now without having to change anything in your life because even if you change everything in your life you know eventually every moment loses that new car smell and then you're back to the same old thing again you know an internal problem or an internal conflict can't be resolved externally so we just learn that everything that we feel that we're not comfortable with is just evidence that we're limiting the level of consciousness we're seeing the moment from and when we allow ourselves to go to the awakened state of mind then we find ourselves as peace, we find everything as a, as a distinctly different expression of peace, and we find ourselves finding ourselves in everything. And so there is no problem at that point. Well, I want to make sure everyone knows, I think we have time to take a call or two. Matt Kahn is my very special guest today. We're taking calls. We're inviting you to conversation. 
want to hear from you, questions, comments, uh, you decide, 877-876-5227. You're listening to the Dr. Pat Show. This is our Street Smart Spirituality Hour. And if you want to find out more about us and the, you know, lots of hours we're doing radio, go to www.drpatshow.com, drpatshow.com. I want to let everyone know that you're going to be hearing from us uh, in the next couple months, we're putting an incredible opportunity together for all of our listeners, and we'll let you know more about it. And the opportunity has to do with putting a panel of people together that will help between two and three of our listeners create phenomenal transformation and change in their lives, mind, body, and spirit. And so there's lots of that that we've got to talk to you about the website and definitely sign up for my newsletter because those folks will hear about the opportunity uh, first. I'll try to keep reminding everyone. But, again, if you want to call in and join us, 877-876-5227. You know, there's a quote, uh, one of my favorite quotes, Matt, from Rumi. Uh, Let your heart be silently drawn by the pull of what you really love. <laughs> I love that. I don't know about you. But that certainly wasn't what most of my life was like. <laughs> oh, no, not, not for me either. But I, I think my evil twin was pulling me. Well, you know what? I'm thankful my life wasn't like that for a while because if it was like that, then my life wouldn't be as surprising as it is. Ah. So it's, it's beautiful that life has been as surprising as it is. And I, and I think that, um, you know, life, life is a very, very funny, funny um, experience. And life comes down to very simple ideas that... Whatever, whoever you choose to be, whatever you love doing, just do that so that in the space of just doing what you love, your heart opens, pouring out love to all those that find themselves attracted to you. Oh. And that's truly what I believe life, life purpose is. And then over time, when you find yourself doing the things that you love, you will then eventually challenge yourself to bring that same sensation of love into the relationship of activities of things that you don't normally love, and then you find yourself loving everything, and then you're free. And freedom is uh, the really what's really underneath uh, just about everything we search for, in one form or another. I think, Matt, and I wanted you to weigh in on this. You know, this sense of not being free shows up in many, many ways. I think it hides behind some masks, some veils, but this feeling of being trapped, of being helpless, I mean, that's a sense of not being in that set place of freedom. Absolutely, and and I think that for a lot of us, when we live in the realm of self, we're uh, spending time in a prison cell forgetting that we have the key in our pockets all along. And so I believe that when we really understand that freedom, coming into contact with freedom, is just the awareness of choices that a lot of times the mind in its, you know, infinite and beautiful ability to try to make everything definitive and concrete. It says it doesn't matter what the choices are. I just want to make, make sure I make the right choices. And when you realize there is no wrong choice to make as long as you have many choices, that's freedom itself. Freedom isn't making sure you make the right decision because now you're imprisoned by an attachment. Freedom is the ability to be relaxed because you have so many things to choose from, and then freedom can then work through you. And so I think that the way we can rescue ourselves or even awaken beyond the level of confinement is to realize we have a choice. That um, I remember last week I was talking to, 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 um, to my guides, 
and they said something really funny to me about freedom. At least I thought it was funny. <laughs> and, and they said to me, everything is a good example of whatever it is. The question remains, what is it to you? And so when we realize that whatever, however we see things, it's just how it is to us, and it's just our experience and how people see things, that's just their experience. And so everything is a good example of whatever it is. And when you realize you have the choice to see it any way you wish, and if you're seeing something in a way that's causing you to feel pain, separation, and to feel trapped, then maybe... There's enough, maybe that's a, that's a signal that there's another way to see it. Maybe that's just the universe telling you seeing it this way is missing the wisdom that we're trying to give to you. And in, in the search mountain, and when you look back at your life right now, and you uh, at some point sit down and do a contra, compare and contrast analysis, what would you say is the one thing, if there was one thing, you could point to that has helped you move beyond the point of limitation in your description of who you are? Well, that's a great question. What has helped me move past the point of limitation? I would think that uh, one of the major things is that I, I spontaneously had these experiences when I was in conflict with people or when I found myself trying to change things in my life, that there became this voice in my head that would constantly say, there's no one to defend. There's no one to defend. And when I would allow myself to live in the place of, there's no one to defend, I'm only defending the story of my past. This is just an experience that has absolutely nothing to do with anything else. And then from that place, I would realize, and this is probably one of the biggest things that ever helped me, everything that I would feel in response to anything outside of me, that I would label as negative, was actually just that person being manifested in my life to bring up these feelings, because only when I feel these feelings can I actually release and let them go. So I, I began to realize I could only feel what was, in fact, already trapped within me. So whenever I would feel jealousy, anger, resentment, uh, separation, anxiety, fear, I realized Nothing outside of me is causing this. I can only truly feel what has already been trapped within me and that this person bringing me into contact with this when they don't even realize they're doing this is the universe working through them to be one of my teachers to help bring up to the surface the emotions and the feelings that I haven't yet faced. And if I can only feel those feelings, I would then be in full contact with the love that has been hiding underneath all along. You know, this idea of feeling the feelings, uh, it's as if we, we had in front of us um, a, a, a bowl of fruit. Right. And, and there's some fruit that, I don't know, Matt, I don't know about you, but I like some fruit better than others. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I'm totally uh, there if, uh, you know, I'm seeing a banana sticking out of the fruit bowl. Uh, but there's, there's some other fruit that I take a look at I'm not particularly fond of that I don't really want to deal with. Right. And so let somebody else deal with that. It isn't, I don't know, from your perspective, isn't that how we approach emotions sometimes? Yeah, I mean, in terms of the analogy of the fruit, I think that, you know, for me, things have gotten to the point where I may enjoy the taste of one fruit over the other, but I can certainly appreciate and love how other people love this fruit equal to the one I choose. And, you know, and then you get to a place where you can actually bear to love it all. 
just that it's just a different experience of, of, of the same thing initially. But I think what happens is we play favoritism. And in our minds, we have these labels that when I feel happy, when I feel good, I am connected to the universe, and I am one with spirit. And when I am feeling negative, when I'm feeling separated, I am not connected to the universe. And so then what happens is our mind develops all of these, um, these random superstitions you know, I have to think positive because if, I, if, I, if I'm negative, then that means that I'm attracting negative stuff. And then if negative things happen to me, oh, boy, why have I manifested this? Why, you know, is the universe mad at me? And I think what happens is we really distort reality because I think it, it, there's a difference between facing your feelings as a way of saying whatever I'm feeling is healing itself. And as I allow the sensations and feelings to arise, I'm cleansing myself of, of the pain and turmoil that I've been holding all along. There's a difference between that and internalizing it. And internalizing it is basically saying, what I'm feeling is caused by something outside of me. And so if we just learn not to internalize it and just know, I only can feel in my body what has been trapped there all along, then what we feel heals itself. And we don't have to, you know, hide in these little, you know, these little parts of our mind that say, only when things are positive is that good because most of us are labeling spirit as something that's good, and we'll never know a spirit that's whole if we're only trying to make contact with spirit in moments that feel good. Mm. Matt, does the, the search for peace have to be painful? It doesn't have to be painful. The only pain that we actually ever feel is actually unraveling and resolving of our own inner resistance. That there's been a lot of times that we've been resisting because, of course, we push away the pain and we welcome in the pleasure. And, of course, through the ego, the ego thinks if I can surround, if we can surround ourselves with enough pleasure, then pain will be so far away that we can finally have our little celebration of peace. <laughs> but that's really how the ego is designed. And so we're really in, in a life trying to outrun pain and trying to pull all this pleasure towards us like, like a, a shield of sorts. But really... When we, if we can just step by step each time say, I am fully willing to feel whatever feeling is there, whatever disappears or whatever leaves in the process was never real to begin with. You know, that's really the healing process, that the only pain you feel is just the resistance. Or, and the resistance often comes from just remembering what the old you who lives in the past would have dealt with this situation. And so we basically say, I'm in this moment, because even if I've dealt with this feeling before, the old me didn't find the wisdom in it. And so I'm going to face this in a way that no other me has faced it. And so if there's any resistance, it's only because in the experience, I happen to recall what the old me would have felt like in this moment. So the resistance or the pain we feel is processing a healing moment while being in the past. And so if we be fully present and just open our arms as wide to the healing as wide as we would open to love and just surrender, which is I'm not bringing control into this moment. I'm allowing just this to heal itself. Then over time, we actually don't feel any pain because there is no resistance. And, and Matt, this has been such an incredible hour with you. Uh, and you and I could probably go on for hours and sure. hours and hours. I mean, it, it's uh, and then thanks to Rebecca for calling in. And I love how our listeners uh, represent so many people at different levels and places in their lives. Sure. You know, as we get ready to wrap this up, right. and we, we started today's show uh, in talking to everyone about this idea of peace. As a matter of fact, 
we entitled this segment, this show together, as Peace is What You Are. Right. How can we or what can we leave with our listeners to help them remember that peace is what they are? Uh, two things that are probably helpful in this, and two things I will probably just leave people to think about. Okay. One is that in the awakened state of mind, the universe is only telling to you, you are already the everything this moment is asking you to be. Wow. And in the realm of self, the mind is only trying to find something that isn't good enough. And so the awakening occurs when you realize no matter what I do, the mind is des- or the ego is designed to somehow find something in this moment that isn't good enough because if it was good enough, then the ego wouldn't be needed and it's really a form of job security. Uh-huh. So settle into the realization that I am already the everything this moment is asking me to be and however that shows up, the world manifests itself in a way to balance whatever that choice is. And if there's any hope that I would provide to everyone listening out there, if there's any hope that I would have for any seeker wishing to find their way home, it's to simply burn the map they're following and realize where you already are. I think that's worth saying again. Burning the map. Burn the map you're following and realize where you already are. Earth is simply the costume of form that heaven wears. We and, haven't gone anywhere. And, and for those of you that are out there saying, yeah, that's what I'm going to do, well, we want to let you know that, you know, Matt is here. If you're finding a hard time either finding the match or lighting it, <laughs> because sometimes, Matt, the hardest part isn't at the level of acceptance of the act that we're going to do. It's at the level of starting that act. Oh, absolutely, and I think that's why Julie and I both um, live in the service that we do, offering all of what we do as far as healing and whatever, and and people can contact us through our website. Uh, And I want to mention that to everyone. I want to make sure that you check out uh, um, all of the fabulous things that Matt has provided on their website, uh, www.themessengeronline.com. Matt, I want to thank you for joining the show today, another fabulous show. In parting, how about a personal message for our listeners? For a personal message or a personal message to listeners, I would say that I just appreciate everyone who's listening, and I would also just offer everyone the opportunity. I would invite them into what I call stop. Whatever you're trying to do to be spiritual, whatever you're trying to do to better yourself, whatever you're trying to do to change yourself, whatever you're doing to try to make this present moment more like the future. If there's anything that you can do to grow in the most profound way, it's just stop. So whatever it is you're doing, stop and just settle into this moment and let this moment right now be okay. Mm. Well, I'm certainly going to do that. Matt Kahn, thank you for a fabulous conversation and joining me today. I so appreciate all that you do and all that you are. Thank you so much. Likewise. Uh, I want to thank everybody at BBS Radio for pushing all the right buttons. And most of all, I want to thank you all for tuning in every week, supporting the show. Uh, As an independent radio host, we made a declaration that we were going to reach out, be uncensored, and reach people all over the globe. And you folks have helped us do that. For more information about the Dr. Pat Show, www.drpatshow.com. 
check us out, sign up for the newsletter. You'll get advance notice about um, things that are going on with the show, our newsletter, as well as guests, and soon to be introduced, phenomenal articles uh, generated by some of the incredible people I get to talk with. Until next week, uh, exactly as Matt said, make a, de- make a decision, make a choice about your life that has to do with the unlimited possibility of peace. Until next week, I'm your host, Dr.